When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Susie Hunter. I've got our trade deadline acquisition, Brendan Vogt. That's a good one. That That's was good. good. That was good. What else is good, my friend? How you doing today? I'm great, Susie. Happy to be back on the pod with you. Kicking it. Um, yeah. Like, it's a little boring right now. They're deep in the off-season, like the nothing's happening season. Very <laughs> much a different speed here on deadline day. Happy to chop it up with you. Yeah, there is a lot going on, but we have a really fun show. So we're going to, you know, we're going to break down the game that happened last night or rather Monday night in San Diego. We are recording this ahead of the scheduled doubleheader in San Diego. Patrick will not be joining us because of that because he is very busy. There's so much going on there. But we're also going to talk about the blockbuster Juan Soto trade that has just happened really very recently as to when we're recording this and we're also going to get into some astrology with Megan Angley we're going to break all of that down we have an interview with Liam Hendricks and we have an interview with Sam Levitt he is the voice of Padres pre and post game I talked to him after the hater deal before the Soto deal so if it sounds a little weird that's why um Brendan shall we get into it let's do it Susie So, yeah, Rockies lost Monday night. It was a 4-1 loss to the Padres. Padres had that early 3-0 cushion. Clevenger had a sharp start. Profar homered for the Padres off of the second pitch from Antonio Senzatella. Senzatella allowed three runs and five hits in six innings. He struck out five. He walked three. But I feel like the even more interesting story is that yesterday we found out that Chris Bryant is back on the IL for the third time this season Brendan how are you feeling about that at least it's not the back right I know you're so sick of talking about yeah that I'm glad it's not that but I don't I think everyone knows that this is bad and people came here to enjoy the show so I don't <laughs> want to just do doom and gloom but it's bad Susie it's bad it's I appreciated the aggressiveness in going out and trying to sign a big bat a player that wants to be here with with all the, the star players that were not retained, going out and spending the money on a guy who is admittedly quite talented but also has injury trouble, it's a gamble. And we're seeing the, the other side of that sword really uh, coming down right now, and it's tough. 
I don't know how much this is going to get better. He's going to get older throughout the length of this contract. These are the types of injuries that linger. I don't want to pencil it in. I'm, of course, fingers crossed that it turns around for him. Not Knock just for on the Rockies. wood right now. Knock on wood. But for him, I think who's a, a talented player and by all accounts a good dude. Who This is a tough kind of roadblock in what's been uh, a career that started so brilliantly and has maybe been tougher than he anticipated. So you hate to see it for Chris. You hate to see it for the Rockies. It is also kind of a, a dull moment, though. I mean, you go out and you hand that money to a guy who may get hurt, and now he gets hurt. What can you do but throw your hands in the air? Yeah, I mean, I personally am shocked at just how long he has spent on the IL so far this season. So he missed 18 days, 18 days between April 26th and May 20th with that back soreness, and then 32 games from May 23rd to June 26th with a lower back strain. So now this plantar fasciitis, you know, sometimes it's not that bad. Sometimes it really can linger. So, you know, we just got to hope for the best, but those related transactions, we know that there's quite a hefty taxi squad that was with the uh, Rockies in San Diego, as we know from Patrick Lyons, who is in the field on that, but um, Ty block left-handed pitcher and infielder, Elahiris Montero are up from Albuquerque and then Jordan Sheffield and Alan Trejo were optioned back to AAA after Monday night's game. So a lot going on in San Diego, but I don't think the Rockies series is the most interesting thing happening in San Diego today because there's big Juan Soto sure? news. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Padres fans probably don't even know the score from last night, but they Padres. feel like winners. Padres fans have no idea who's playing tonight because yeah. they are apparently getting Juan Soto, the bell of the ball in this trade deadline. Um, and more big news with that too. There was so much talk earlier today about how Hosmer, Eric Hosmer was supposed to be involved in that trade, but Washington is on his do not trade list. So it's just been crazy. Uh, Brendan, how, what are your thoughts on all of the Juan Soto stuff happening? Not surprised. Figured it would be San Diego. I certainly prefer San Diego to LA or San Francisco. Um, not so much to the team that I root for, but that's so it goes. I really appreciate this from the Padres. We've talked about this a lot in my recent appearances on this little show. Yes. But uh, I really, baseball's in a, in a weird place where it's like actually trying to be good is like the third priority for half the league. And so the Padres, for however cool San Diego is, this is not a big market. This is not big market strikes again. Now, it's an appealing city, a city with appeal to, to star players and all of that. Of course, we're talking about a trade here. But this was an owner who just said, look, we want to go for it. We think we're close. We've drafted well. We've acquired talent. Let's turn it in to a true, not blue chipper, but all-star. You know, a guy who can change the trajectory of this season seasons to come it is very easy right now as an owner or a gm to just continue to kick the can down the road but san diego is going for it need to see more of that in baseball and you don't have to be san diego to do this this is what happens when you draft well you trade well and you're willing to be aggressive at the right time so i hate this for so many reasons for my personal agendas <laughs> Susie. but for baseball i think it's a good result you know what, Brendan? This show is not about the vote personal agenda. It's about, well, actually, it's about the Rockies agenda. Yeah, which includes the Rockies for me. <laughs> this stinks. But I think for baseball, 
it's a better result than just the rich getting richer, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Logan did send his condolences to you because um, yeah. I guess he thought Juan Soto was going to be a Cardinal. You know what? We did our predictions yesterday. I kind of thought the Dodgers would kind of scoop them up like they do with everyone else they they you know what? I don't like. think Rockies fans have to apologize to Cardinals fans for anything <laughs> right now, but I appreciate you, Logan. I really do. Yeah, doing too much. Um, do we think we'll see Juan Soto in San Diego for the second game today? Thank you, Joey Hendricks, for hopping in and asking that question. He was in Washington last night. I would I would be shocked to see him in San Diego later on today. Later on the series, different story. Sure. But later on today, I'm not sure. But then again, we got a long day of baseball, and we haven't even started the first game yet as we're recording this podcast. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Baseball baseball's a weird game. I can't imagine playing the day off, but I guess I guess he could. I mean, he doesn't have to learn everything about the organization to hop on in there and take some hacks. So we'll see. That's true. That's I'm true. Although, like, I'm like, yeah, he could just hop off a plane and go play a game. Meanwhile, I just hopped off a plane. And just seeing that Eric Hosmer was the most important man in baseball when I got off the plane. That's right. Totally, totally threw off my day. <laughs> like, before wait, this, I was like, I'm frazzled. I'm overwhelmed. Like, I do not know what to make of all of this right now. Wait, so you're in Philly right now, right? I'm in Philly right now. Yeah, I'm at my sister's house. Um, set up my mobile studio in Philly. Uh, so, yeah, we are spanning multiple time zones in this show today. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. That hometown uh, injection of life and energy, is, uh, it's important to go and get that. So even though I hate your city, I'm happy for you. Wow. Okay, yep. so you, you're you only saying that to my face right now because you are not right in front of me. You would not have said this if we were in studio. Oh, and Allie, we've got another Philly girl. That's actually why I said it. Just I are you, have to are you trying to say Jersey is better? <laughs> no, but I am talking shit. So okay, I just want to make sure that those are it's Philly or Jersey. That's the conversation right now. Yeah. Go throw some know. batteries at Santa Claus alley. I'm trying to have a co baseball conversation with Susie here. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll end the show right now, Brendan. Don't make I'll me. turn we'll this show Megan around. In. We'll bring Megan <laughs> in and vote will be out. <laughs> I deserve it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Philly's cool, but I'm happy for you that you're home. That's fun. Yeah, me too. I haven't been home since Christmas. I would have taken a trip like a maybe sometime in the spring if i knew i was going to be starting this job but everything came together at the super last minute which is very trade deadline of me um <laughs> speaking of the deadline we get back yeah. to back to shop here mm -hmm. i'm interested by this return because there um, are yeah. some players that help them win now there are some enticing prospects but I don't know if you could necessarily say there's a particular star or a number one overall prospect coming back. I've sort of seen differing perspectives on when you just look at the size of the return, it is yeah. undeniably massive. Mm -hmm. And if all these players hit, it certainly adds up to a comparable return on, on talent. But when you're giving up a player like Juan Soto, do any one of these players coming back as a Padres fan, would that make you feel like, or excuse me, as a Nationals fan, okay, this wasn't just a punt job. You know, mm -hmm. we've got something to look forward to. I think that's still kind of up in the air. You know, Patrick yeah. was on the show talking about how difficult it is to really nail the return on investment when shipping a star player out and the return on trade, excuse me. I think Washington did well, but enough of these guys are really going to have to hit at the high level. Juan Soto is just an electric, electric talent. And when you look at where that team was not too long ago, 
and where they're at now, that is a, a sharp fall from grace there. Yeah, I, I always forget that they won a, a World Series in 2019. That really was not, not that, that long ago. ago. Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened since then, and it feels like it was 500 years ago. Uh, but yeah, so the Nats are going to get C.J. Abrams, outfielder Robert Hassel III, outfielder James Wood, right-handed pitcher, uh, is it is it Jarlin or Harlan? Susanna for Juan Soto and Josh Bell. That was first reported by um, Jeff Passan. But yeah, Eric Cosmer rejected the trade to Washington, okay. so he will not be part of that deal. Um, so now I'm curious to see what the Padres end up doing with Eric Cosmer. But that's not our problem. This I don't know if this show. is a fact or a theory from Joey. I'll check the internet. Yeah, it is hilarious. You're right. The last time Eric Cosmer was this relevant was uh, 10 years ago. Um, but it was, he, I know Padres fans too were really hoping he'd be a part of that deal. Some of them, alas. You know what? I will say from what I see on Twitter, or at least the very vocal people from Padres Twitter want to see Eric Hosmer just out of their, out of their realm. They're ready. Um, At least that's what I see. Those are the, I mean, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I, we noticed the louder people. Um, So yeah, curious to see what happens. Also, I'm, I don't know. I think you (laughs) made that up. I don't know what anything means. I think you made that up. Um, but like, I'm pretty sure, like on a personal note, Eric Hosmer and his wife Casey are building. It looks like they're building a big house in San Diego. So I'm sure that, it, per, on a personal level, that seems very chaotic. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. On one hand, it's a difficult way to live life. On the other, all of those millions of dollars probably assuage the stress to some extent. Yeah. What do you know? What are you going to do? So, yeah, curious to see how the rest of this all unfolds. I'm sure we'll get into it later. Wait, wait, I want to put you on the spot. I want to put you on the spot. You want to put me on the spot? Yeah, you're you're on the spot. Do you think this Padres team can win a World Series? I mean, I I don't think it's impossible. It's I think this division is going to get real interesting really fast. Yeah, I think I definitely see the Padres make. I mean, right now they're. I think 12 games back from the Dodgers in that first place spot in the NL West. So I think, I think that gap's going to close real fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're definitely, I mean, look, baseball playoffs, it's kind of like hockey. We're going to have Megan on in a bit where like if the goalie gets hot at the right time, virtually any team, any seed has a chance baseball. We've seen time and time again, you almost don't want to be the very best team in baseball going into the postseason. (laughs) So hard to follow through on that, but yeah, I think they, if they, They've certainly got the talent. That lineup's real scary. Health a big concern for them, particularly Tatis, but mm-hmm. it's cool. I mean, San Diego as legit contenders in my baseball lifetime hasn't happened very much. So yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, anytime we can kind of mix up the typical story of the Dodgers winning the National League West, I think just is better for baseball and makes baseball more interesting. Dodgers are really good, but I think the Padres are really going to show us some good stuff. I do want to add, we I we just got a message from Patrick Lyons, who is oh. at Petco Park. Um, he has noticed that Blake Snell is friends with the Petco Park security dog, uh, so that's adorable. I can't wait to check in with him tomorrow um, and hear all about the weird stuff he is witnessing, because it is just it must be an absolute circus out there. <laughs> I am really... How many times have you been to San Diego, Susan? Um, I've been a 
handful of times. I've only been to Petco Park once, though. Oh, it's a great time. It's yeah. much more fun these days. I went back when the Padres were really in the uh, down in the in the dumps, mm-hmm. and my dad and I walked past the stadium while there was a game going on. We hadn't even planned it, and we just walked up. We were like, "Any tickets available?" And they're like, "Please sit third baseline. We'll pay you. Just come in." And uh, that was an incredible experience. <laughs> I think it's changed a bit since then, yeah. but it's. I really. There are so many great ballparks, Major League Baseball, maybe even more great ballparks than great organizations at this point. But I really, I really like watching a game of Packers for sure. It's definitely one of the good ones. Uh, Brenton, do you think we should take a moment to hear from our fine sponsors? Yeah, the let's people do that, who keep Susie. the lights are, on, the guys who keep my ring light on. <laughs> uh, one of those spots. Oh, wait, what is it? It's Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know what day it is before I come on your show when you guys do the time machine thing. So I get we real do the time up. machine thing. So yeah, we record on Tuesday. How about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR? And we want to talk to you guys about that Avalanche Amber Ale. The Avalanche, they won the Stanley Cup, Susie. Did you see that? I could not have missed it. And what a fun time it was. It was real cool. Everyone was real excited. Everyone was drinking Avalanche Amber Ale. They must have gone to that Breck Brew locator, so they just Google that. And then it asks them where they live. It asks them what beer they want, and then it tells them where to go. I would imagine that was happening a lot because basically the whole city was drinking Avalanche Amber Ale. You can do that too. Use the Breck Beer locator. We'll just come to the DNVR bar when we're open again. We got plenty of delicious Breck goodness on tap. Don't forget to check out the farmhouse. Just support Breck Brew because that's one of the best ways you can support dnvr speaking of supporting dnvr DraftKings does that an awful lot and so we want to we want to send some love back their way i did forget to pull this ad read up that's kind of my style let's see what do we got <laughs> get in on the hottest sports action for your shot at cold hard cash Susie there with DraftKings sportsbook <laughs> bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for football season right now new customers can get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Just make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at that big win. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-under, and props, there are so many ways to play, so many ways to win at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, reliable. Deposit and withdraw that cash whenever you want because it's yours, and that's the point. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Risk-free bet paid out in the form of non-withdrawable free bet token. Max $1,000. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. You've got, like, auctioneer speed yeah. when you do those disclaimers. I respect the game. Have you ever seen, have you ever heard RK do it? It's terrifying. He doesn't need the copy. He just does it off the top of his head. It's really crazy. I wonder if he says those in his sleep. We'll have to ask Ali Monroe when the show's over. If if only we had a resource. To... <laughs> yeah, I, I bet he does. He probably just makes puns and transitions into ad reads. Oh, hey, Ali. Hi. Hi. Uh, no, he does those. He had to do it in 20 seconds, that whole thing. Usually, like for a normal person, I think it takes 45 seconds to read the whole thing. He had to say it in 20 seconds for a video, and it was a little terrifying. I was like, that sounds like a robot. Why yeah. is it coming from your mouth? So Who is this man? Yeah, I, like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Um, so we are going to transition now into some astrology talk because that what? is what we do when Patrick Lyons is not here to supervise me. But we have Megan Angley 
of the abs beat but also of the dnvr astrology beat joining us hello <laughs> megan how are you hello. doing it's been too long since we've done this segment i know i know we need to do more of it because i'm realizing now that more and more major league baseball players are into astrology and i think one of the better known ones is liam Hendricks of the white Sox. So when they were in town, I got a chance to talk with him. I'm going to play you some of this interview. We're all going to listen to it together. Fascinating stuff. Um, and I, I loved talking to him. I'm so grateful that he chatted. Let's, let's roll that audio. Okay, so I know that you are a, you're into crystals. Yes. You're into tarot. Yep. Are you into astrology too? Uh, somewhat. That's more my wife's realm. She deals with that a lot more. I, uh, tend to listen to it, but it's it's kind of creepy how sometimes spot on a lot of the things they are. When did you get into all of this? Right, so we have a tarot card reader named Ruby, and she lives in Texas now, but we met her when she was in L.A. So I've always been relatively open-minded, mm-hmm. but was never into it too much. And then in 2018, when I got DFA'd by the A's, my wife had reached out, and she saw her actually, she saw her post on Instagram. We had a call that ended up uh, making several changes. Uh, in representation, in uh, mindset, and everything like that, and it's probably been one of the best goals I've had in, without a doubt of my career, but also in my life. You set goals, but you come in with no expectations, so anything you have, anything you get, you know that you've earned the right way, and then you can actually celebrate, and that's something that has completely changed the trajectory of my career, because instead of being like, well, I'm pitching well, why don't I have the seventh inning? They keep giving it to this guy who's not pitching as well, or I've only had like a couple of bad outings in a row, why are they taking my spot away? Things like that. It's, I don't care, just let me play. What do your teammates say? Are they like, this is nuts, or are they kind of warming up to the idea? Actually, it's funny because we've had several players and coaches reach out to Ruby and now uh, actively working with her and, and everything, and some people look at it and roll their eyes and white knuckle it themselves but I mean at the end of the day I'm not too man to say that I need help in a lot of situations and I think once you accept that and the fact of you everyone can use some aid everyone can use help and all this sort of stuff it makes it a lot easier to, to kind of go through that process and, and be okay with asking for help whether it be through tarot card re- uh, reading or whether it be through crystals or anything like that or whether it be self-help with a therapist and it's uh it's getting to that realm where a lot of people, it's, it used to be too prideful, especially for men, and now it's it's moving in a different direction. But if you can use, an, and a lot of people are wary of using team resources just because, yes, they say it's confidential, but organizational stuff, you just never know. Uh, and so now, the, like, there's the out of the away from the field resources, off field resources that you can use, and, and Ruby's that one for me where it's she acts like a therapist and kind of talks through issues and what why I'm feeling the way I am, and she puts it very well, because she has no idea about baseball. Absolutely none. She called. She thought it was the mount instead of the mound forever. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so she, like, that, that's the reason I love it, because she doesn't understand the game, but she understands people. And it's it's more along, like, it has nothing to do with baseball. It has everything to do with the way you perceive things, and that's something that uh, is and can be easily changed if you are willing to put in the work and, change, and willing to be open-minded with everything. Also, shame on our graphics intern for misspelling Liam Hendricks' name. So we will definitely fire. We will fire him for sure. But yeah, I loved this conversation. Not just because he got into like how he got into it and how it's like actually made a difference in major 
life decisions that he's made, but also just like kind of reminded me, maybe you, how important it is to just like, you know, not be afraid to ask for help. Don't be too prideful. I liked it. Um, uh, I'm so grateful that I got to talk to him for such a good chunk of time. But uh, one thing we do know, so he travels with a, he's a travel crystal set and he has sage spray. So those are just like a couple of the things that he keeps in the clubhouse and always has with him. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Good talk guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't believe, I thought that was cool. I thought he was going to go into um, just kind of have fun with it, but the practical benefits of, of that perspective and what it's brought into his life was really interesting, particularly for baseball players who Look, if you played this game, even at the lowest level, you know what a mental grading challenge it is. Mm -hmm. These guys who should have the mechanics down pat have been playing their whole lives, go through incredible slums. Even when they're succeeding, they're failing more than half the time. So I think the mental side of it is across 100 and, and all those games, 162 games. I think the mental side of it is almost underappreciated or what, when we consider what makes this game so difficult. Yeah, that's I a good point, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, Megan, Megan, please chime in. <laughs> Pipe I love up. how open he was about his practices too. He seemed excited to share that with you. And I think, you know, no matter how many people are skeptical about the merits of astrology, there are lots of things to be said for the real life implications. There are so many overlaps to things that are going to be recommended to you in therapy, therapy like cognitive behavioral therapy is a lot of journaling and that's something that astrology incorporates depending on how you implement it. And so I think he touches on the real life implications that it can have and how it can benefit you. And I like that he opened that conversation too, a little bit touching on mental health and how it mm. can help you to be a balanced person and be unafraid to broach these topics too. Yeah. And he did mention, he's like, yeah, I journal, I do this, I do that. So he's got like a whole tool set that involves astrology and tarot and all of that to help. There's a real practical value to that stuff. And that can be the same with religion or, or any belief system or, or spiritual sort of kind of connection to something bigger than yourself or beyond yourself. There's practical value in it, whether you necessarily believe it you know, explicitly or, or the dogma or whatever. And I think that's something I didn't understand about whether it's tarot or, or, or astrology, or it's not just about um, finding the answers and necessarily believing them as gospel. There's a practical value in this practice and it sort of helps guide and heal people as many things do. So it's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we did task Megan with analyzing the, probable birth chart for Eric Hosmer, the most important man in baseball today only. Um, I did just see just a couple of seconds ago, a notification pop up on my phone that apparently Eric Hosmer may be heading to the Red Sox. So that is the latest news on that. But Megan, what did you notice in his birth chart? What are his big three? His big three, Scorpio sun, Virgo moon, likely Capricorn rising. And it's that Scorpio sun placement, I think, that is doing the heavy lifting and how this conversation has shaped around the deadline. And it doesn't surprise me that he just said, no, I will not be doing that as a Scorpio sun. I feel like this is someone who's not easily intimidated and they're comfortable in the discomfort too. You know, I, I think he'd 
Scorpio placements generally don't like being told what to do. They want to come to that decision on their own. And so it isn't surprising that a different trade is possible with Boston in the picture, um, just because um, he probably wouldn't want to stick around because his other placements like Virgo Moon and even Cap Rising, these are very practical placements um, that probably want he also has a Libra Mars, um, which I just thought was kind of important in this conversation because that is how people respond to conflict, right? Mm -hmm. And so wanting to evaluate the decision on what happens next probably will be derived from this well-balanced, well-thought approach in his Libra Mars. Very interesting. Um, uh, I guess, I wonder if he has a fondness for Boston because I know his wife, Casey, used to work in Boston, so... Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that could be a practical move in the sense that it's familiar. Maybe it's a city they like. Because you got to keep the families involved, too. They got a kid on the way. That's hugely important. You yeah, know, yeah, for sure. Like to lean into providing security for their family. So that would be so cap rising of him. That would be so <laughs> cap rising of him, right, Brendan? Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are saying. I have no clue. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. If anyone has questions about, um, any astrology stuff, we're not astrologists. We're just astrology enthusiasts. Oh. Hi, Allie, do you have a question? I think we should, uh, go through everyone at DMVRs at a different point, uh, yes. birth chart and really like see if the personalities match up. Cause we, you know, work with a lot of personalities, uh, big mm. personalities. So I think it'd be very interesting. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. We need to. Um, uh, one of these days, we're going to launch for real DNVR astrology, and it's going to be absolutely lit AF. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. I don't, uh, I'm going to need a crash course because it sounds like this is like when I, I stopped watching baseball for a few years and I came back and we were talking about like XFIP and shit. And I was like, hey, what are you guys saying? That's how I feel right now. Does any did any of it make sense to you, Brendan? No, I believe every word coming out of Megan's mouth. I can tell you <laughs> that, but I don't know what it means. Also, shout out to James who wishes Allie a happy birthday. How nice of him! Wow, another birthday for Allie. What a, what a uh, lucky gal! She's the, she's the John Elway of <laughs> DNVR. <laughs> it's gonna be really hard for you guys to do my birth chart when my birthday is every day every so. single yeah. day when That's is your gonna actual be birthday? really challenging for you guys i'm excited to see how you tackle that <laughs> ellie what is what's your actual big three i don't know i'm june 6 i don't i haven't looked at my big three because i don't i was born at some point in at four four p.m but i don't have the exact time and i my friend was like well we need the exact time so I haven't done any of it. <laughs> you know, I think if we have like an approximate, we can probably figure it out, but that'll be for another episode for yes, sure. I'm excited. Yes. As all of you know, I'm a Sag sun. I'm a Scorpio rising and a Gemini moon and an Aries Mars, which I think is really significant. <laughs> Did any of what I said about his Scorpio sun resonate? I feel like you could speak to Scorpio placements a lot better. You know what? I... My take on Scorpios has always been they're so misunderstood, and I feel like I misunderstand myself all the time. So <laughs> I feel like it's my blind spot. Um, but that being said, I mean, I do definitely relate to, listen, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to do that. Just, like, really leaning into, uh, you know, 
doing the things that I think are best, regardless of what other people have to say. That's how I live my life, and it seems like that is how he is living his. I love that. Yeah. Relentlessly myself is, like, all I can do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that's not really a switch for Susie. There's no option. Option exactly yeah so maybe maybe I, maybe I am a little more Scorpio rising than I realize that, that Sam Sun is doing heavy lifting too. There's some of the funniest placements I know. Oh I my god! You've got a Sag placement, right? I have a Sag Moon. Yes. What does that? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> okay, I was that born <laughs> on uh, May 10th, 1993, at like 11 p.m. What does that mean? You're a Taurus. That I knew. What yes. does that mean, though? You know what? Um, so let's look at some Tauruses that we know. Well, Kale is a Taurus. Super producer Kale. Um, Kyle Freeland is a Taurus. Yes. Big Taurus energy. Um, so yeah, very intense. Um, I feel like Tauruses are always very good at their jobs and very hmm. focused on being good at their jobs. I feel like that is a priority. Thanks, Susie. Oh, you know what? Um, Marissa... Our social media manager. She is, is a she Taurus. And so is her husband. Taurus gang. Let's go. Oh. Me, Kale, Marissa, and the hubby. We're going out for a drink. Shout out Christian. And invite Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland. <laughs> That's right. I don't think he'll come, but I will invite him. Nice. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today to talk Absolutely. a little astrology and break all of this down. We appreciate it. And yeah, we're going to do more of this. We need to do more of this because I love these conversations. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, do we have a, we have a, oh, Rocky's a Pisces. You've Let's got a go. request. This, I bet you this can become a thing. Literally people asking like, okay, what about me? Do, do my Do part. mine, do mine. Um, we do have oh, a question like... here for Megan if you want to. Yeah, let's hop, let's, let's, let's have Megan take a question. I do like this question. I'm trying to think... Curious if Megan thinks that if uh, curious if Megan thinks that any Avs players could be successful with the Rockies, or if Susie thinks any Rockies could be successful with the Avs. I feel like hockey and baseball are very different body types. <laughs> I just feel like they're very different muscle groups. Kyle Freeland looks like he could play hockey. That that might just be because he's from Colorado. I, I don't or I don't really know. I don't really know. I know. I feel like we need to think. Oh, you need to like think like who on the Rockies has like the thickest, like the meatiest thighs. <laughs> like I, I feel like you just need that to to be on skates like that. Could among the the Rockies catching, could any be a goaltender? I could see maybe some of these positions. Oh, oh you know what, Diaz, Elias, Elias Diaz is a tank. I bet he could. There we go. He could. He he's got the strength. He could do it. Because otherwise, you're right, it's kind of difficult. Like, it's a blend of these targeted muscle groups, but also lean. And so it has to be a little bit of both. But mm -hmm. I could see Nathan McKinnon being a good Rockies baseball player just because of his commitment as an athlete. He mm -hmm. goes full send in everything that he does for hockey. So I could see him being really competitive as a baseball player. And what's his sign? McKinnon, I think, is a Virgo, if I'm remembering oh, correctly. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure he is. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's so funny. Um, that, that so was funny. a very interesting question, James. Thank you for giving us That's stuff to think on. 
All right. Megan, thank you so much for hopping in here and chatting astrology. I appreciate it. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you watch this doubleheader, okay? Absolutely. You guys take care. Bye. Yo, you have a lot to say about maybe some, some sponsors, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, Green Mountain Dental Group, We have they're a longtime partner. We have a lot of longtime listeners who have made that switch over full-time permanently. Go see your dentist. Alarmingly easy thing to forget about. Not surprisingly important thing, though. And once you go, you'll realize you should not have been putting it off if you have. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Free Sonicare toothbrush when you get an x-ray cleaning and exam. So if you're due for one, get it done with our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. And finally, we're going to close the show talking about pizza, but not just any pizza, Susie. We're talking about sexy pizza. What is sexy pizza? To me, that's every pizza. But no, this is a brand name. So with 13 years in the Denver community, sexy pizza is as local as it gets. Hand-tossed, deck-oven pizza made from scratch each morning. Or you can choose your own adventure with their wide range of toppings uh, or try one of their signature philanthro pies. Every portion of a sale from those five specialty pies is donated to a range of nonprofits right here in Colorado. Check out any of their four Denver locations, Cap Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill. Oh, there's also a new location in Trinidad that just opened. Don't just eat pizza, eat sexy pizza. I love it. Sounds good. All right. Now, run to vote. We've got, we've got an interview with a Padres insider. Well, with the Padres pre and post game host, Sam Levitt. We spoke yesterday um, and he gets into what to expect from this series, what to expect from the Padres this season. So we're going to play that for you guys. Allie, let it rip. Joined now by Sam Levitt, the voice of Padres pre and post game. Sam, how are you doing? Susie Hunter, it is great to speak with you. I'm doing well in the midst of uh, a very uh, nice baseball season, and uh, uh, I'm good. Everything's good. Things are getting a little bit crazy though here at the uh, here at the trade deadline, and especially like in the last uh, the last a few minutes here. So it's uh, it's getting interesting. Yeah. Full disclaimer. So we're recording this Monday morning. So if anything sounds a little weird. <laughs> It's because we recorded it maybe before a lot of action happened, but we're recording yeah. this right after you guys got someone big. Um, uh, what is happening down in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm reacting to it uh, in real time, like everybody else is reacting to it. And I guess now that we've kind of revealed that we are recording this on Monday morning. Yeah, I mean, within the last 20 minutes before we came on, the Josh Hader news came out uh, that the Brewers are trading Hader to the Padres, Taylor Rogers, the Nelson Lamette. Estuary Ruiz, uh, who's a young player who just came up to the big league roster for the first time, going back to Milwaukee. I suppose, Susie, my first reaction is, A, it's a great move for the Padres. They've been searching for the last month or so. And and really, if you want to be honest about it, really going back to spring training uh, for a closer. And they made the move to get Taylor Rogers on opening day from Minnesota. And Rogers became that closer. But it was a real open question in spring training who would close games for this team so they have no doubt now Hi. went oh, and acquired the interview right now that's like i mean josh hader's been now. what one of the best two three closers in baseball for a while now um so it's very significant it, it fortifies that bullpen in a big way um i'm hard pressed you know not to believe that uh the padres are done or hard pressed to believe hard pressed i 
Let me yeah. let me rephrase. Yeah. I find I I would expect that the Padres aren't done, right? We know their their two big needs were offense, a bat. Could that be a Juan Soto? Maybe we're gonna find out. Everybody's waiting to see if that's something that's realistically gonna happen with the Padres or another team. And the bullpen as well, uh, fortifying that bullpen. And certainly I think this hater move does that. Now, in fairness, Taylor Rogers had been really good the first two, two and a half months of the season. It's been quite a bit rougher as of late, um, which certainly has played a role in all this. But uh, it's I think it's an interesting trade for both sides. And, you know, my first reaction also was, wait, Josh Hader was on the market. The Brewers are trading Josh Hader and he has another year left on his deal. Um, it's pretty interesting in a number of different respects, but for the Padres, you got your closer and, and for them, I think that's really all that matters right now. Yeah. Who knew he was on the market? I, I was shocked. Um, also interesting to see Taylor Rogers involved in a trade too, cause we know him as a Colorado native. So <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Um, now second place in the national league West, the Padres, they're going to use this Rocky series to try to catch up to the Dodgers. They are 12 games back from that top spot. Do you think the Padres make it there by the end of the season? Or do you think it's really more realistically the wild card slot that they'll get? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, I think um, the, the, the division has probably slipped away at this point. Um, not only would the Padres have to play an unbelievable brand of baseball for two months, but you would also be counting on a Dodgers team to basically collapse which uh, which I, I don't really see happening so uh look the Padres hung with the Dodgers for a while and they started not playing nearly as well as they played the first couple of months and the Dodgers played really really well and that's how that that gap is widened so much look I think this Padres team um it's been a good team all year the starting pitching has carried it all year this has been a terrific rotation really from the get-go with you Darvish with Joe Musgrove uh, with what Sean Manai has done, with what Nick Martinez has done, with what Mackenzie Gore has done, uh, who's dealing with an injury right now, and, and he's struggled a little bit more lately in his rookie year, uh, and really what Mike Clevenger and Blake Snell are starting to do here in the second half. And I think that's a big storyline as well for the Padres, Snell and Clevenger being healthy and and um, and showing some consistency. And, and we know those two guys, when they're healthy and when they're pitching well, are excellent starting pitchers. So this starting rotation, really no matter what they do with the trade deadline in the next you know, 24, uh, 30 hours here, this starting rotation has been the strength of this team. And I think it's going to be the strength of this team moving forward, which is why, yeah, I, I think this is a, a team that's going to get a wild card spot. Um, I think the pitching is, is a big reason for it. And, you know, look, this is an interesting time to have this conversation because we could be looking at a completely different roster uh, this time tomorrow. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I, I do think this is going to be a, a wild card team. Uh, this team's, in, in my estimation, going to make the postseason. I think the pitching has a lot to do with that. It has been a perfect team. The offense has been inconsistent uh, a lot this year. Um, been up and down. Uh, they hit a lot of home runs this weekend, but it has not been a, a big power team. Um, but the pitching, I think, if you're a Padres fan, is what gives you a lot of confidence. And if you can strengthen that bullpen, then uh, I, I think this team will be dangerous in the postseason. Dangerous. All right, we talked about the strengths. What do you think are some of the weaknesses, some of the things that maybe the Rockies could potentially capitalize on this series where we're seeing five games in four days? 
But look, I, I think the the story as far as weaknesses for this Padres team this year has just been the inconsistent offense, right? They've they've lacked power. They've lacked slug at times this year. There have been stretches where they've shown some of that. Um, but but it's been a team that's been pretty inconsistent offensively really all year. They've struggled with runners in scoring position at times this year. And that's why you've heard so much about uh, the Padres maybe being in the Juan Soto mix. Because not only you know, for the years to come would Soto be a terrific player to have. But this particular team in their quest to go to the postseason, they need some slug. They need some pop. Um, It's been an an inconsistent offense. So that continues to be uh, one of the struggles for this team. The bullpen for the most part has been pretty good this year. It's been a little bit rockier as of late. Taylor Rogers, again, you go back to him. I mean, he was automatic nearly the first two months and, and, you know, that'll kind of get lost in the shuffle here because now he's been traded and he struggled over the last month or so. But Taylor Rogers was really, really good for a while. So there's been stretches where the bullpen has been really good. They were great yesterday, nine up, nine down uh, with Luis Garcia closing the game. And um, but but there have been some rougher stretches as well. So I, I think those two areas for the Padres um, as we go on and certainly things are changing kind of minute by minute here at the trade deadline. But uh, the inconsistent offense in the bullpen, those are the two areas that have been issues at, at various times this year for this team. Yeah, for sure. Now, last time Rockies were in town, last time they were in San Diego, not a great series for you guys. Who do you think wins this coming series, including which includes a doubleheader? Well, it's a it's a weird series with the doubleheader and a five-game series. Um, but the good news is somebody's got to win it, so it's better than a four-game series, I suppose. Um, I, I think the Padres win this series. I don't know if that's three or five or, or four or five. I, I, I don't know if a sweep is likely, especially with that doubleheader mixed in on Tuesday. Um, but look, the Padres have been a good, solid team all year. Not without their flaws, but they've been um a a team in playoff position really all year um you know i I know the rockies have struggled they've certainly given the the padres trouble in the past and and given them trouble at times this year as well um but i'll i suppose i'll say the padres take three or four or five okay I'll, i'll go with the records i mean but hey it's baseball right i mean the padres went to detroit last week a team that came into that series 20 games below 500 and the padres lost two or three right so that's the beauty of baseball Yes, Every day is a little bit different. Baseball is just <laughs> insane. It is for crazy people like you and I. Uh, yeah, anything can happen. I'm curious to see how this series turns out. But I also want to know, how are you enjoying this new role? How are you enjoying the transition from AA Amarillo, a place that I genuinely enjoy? Now you're in a much bigger market and a much bigger role. That's right. The, the highlight of my season last year was Susie Hunter's visit to Amarillo, Texas. Yes. I mean, that was the highlight of my year. Um, you know, look, it, it's it's been really good. Um, it's been a, a really wonderful transition, a hard transition in, in different ways. Um, I love my time in the minors. You know, I love being in Amarillo and, and everything mm-hmm. that place meant to me. Um, but it's been it's been really cool. It's also been challenging. You know, it's a you know, and, and Susie, you've been around minor league baseball a lot in your career um, and and now being at a major league ballpark. It's it's quite a different thing. It really is. It and, is. Can uh, confirm. Yeah. And and uh, and what I mean by that is it's just the whole experience is different. You know, the, in the minor leagues, um, you know, 
I'm basically the one broadcaster and you're on the bus with the guys and I'm getting out of the gas stations and, and, and getting our uh, 11 p.m. dinner during a 12-hour bus ride. It's just a little bit of a, a different experience. And, you know, I think working uh, at the major league level, you know, there, there are a lot of different moving parts. There are a lot of different reporters around. There are a lot of different broadcasters around. There's so much more going on. And um, it's just, uh, it's different in, in good ways and interesting ways as well. Uh, but it's been a wonderful experience so far. I'll tell you what, I mean, this community, this city, they love this team. I mean, if you go to Petco Park, the place is nearly sold out almost every night. Um, the ballpark's beautiful. And this has been a, a super fun team to, to follow. You know, there there's a lot of excitement when you got guys like Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr., who uh, hasn't played this year, but it, it sounds like he's going to be on his way back here pretty soon. Um, it's pretty exciting. It is. And um, it, it's been a wonderful experience so far, you know, and uh, I, I've I've had to get my feet wet and uh, learn some different things and, uh, you know, kind of work out some different broadcast muscles um, with with my job now. But it's uh, it's been a wonderful and great experience so far. And, and again, the fans have been awesome. Like that's what has stood out to me. Um, the fans are just tremendous here and the way they're invested in the team, the way they pay attention to, to what I do and what we do on the broadcast side and getting the opportunity to work with Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. and Don and Mud and Bob Scanlon and Annie and the, the, the list goes on and on. Um, it's, uh, it, it's been a, a wonderful experience so far, but also a, a very different experience. There, there's a lot of differences, uh, yeah. all, all good. Um, but but there's a learning curve there, I think, for for somebody that worked, uh, you know, seven, eight years in the minor leagues. Yeah, for sure. I listen. I get it. Now, wait, when you were in Amarillo at one point, were they a Padres affiliate? They were. So 2019, when the Sod Poodle started, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Hodgetown. Hodgetown, uh, baby. Hodgetown. Hodgetown. Uh, yes. Downtown AMA. Um, so the, the Sod Poodles were. Uh, the Padres affiliate when we started in 2019, same thing in 2020, obviously 2020, the season didn't happen. And then when all the, the, the reshuffling happened in the minor leagues uh, before last season, it switched from the Padres to the Diamondbacks. So now the, the Padres went back to double A San Antonio and uh, now the Diamondbacks are, are in Amarillo as their double A affiliate. But, you know, look, uh, it, it, it was a big benefit for sure to have my time in the Padres organization um, in 2019 and 2020. A, because I, I just knew a lot of people around the organization already, both from the baseball side, but on the front office side, maybe even more importantly, um, you know, and, and quite frankly, you know, it, it certainly, um, you know, gave me a, a, an advantage when it came to, to, you know, interviewing for this job and things yeah. like that. I mean, all that stuff was really important to, uh, uh, to, to a lot of people. So um, it, 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 it's benefited me a lot. I, I actually, I, I think uh, the job getting here, getting familiar with the team and, and following the team and kind of knowing some of the history and, and some of the younger players that have come up. Um, had I not had that experience of, of following the Padres in 19 and 20, I, I actually think this job would be quite a bit more challenging when you first get here because that's, mm -hmm. you know, and I know you follow the Rockies for a long time. I know they've been your, uh, your major league team. Uh, they were my minor league team too. That's in right. Hartford. Hartford. So we have very right. parallel journeys here. Right. Right. So, but, um, 
you know, it, it's it can be challenging. And that's one when I talk about challenges, that's certainly one of them is, you know, not just the learning curve about the job, but like the learning curve um, about the organization and getting yeah. caught up, you know, last year, 2021, I had my own Amarillo solid poodle season to worry about. I was, you know, admittedly, I wasn't locked into what the San Diego Padres did last year. How could and, you? <laughs> right, right. But that stuff is important because in order to have certain context about this season, you have to know what happened last season and how things transpired. And, you know, they, they really struggled in the second half last season. So when we talk about some things in the second half last year, you, you got to kind of know what went on. So, um, you know, it, it definitely helped to have some experience with the Padres following them uh, than had I been with, you know, uh, the Cincinnati Reds affiliate and, and, you know, just as an, as an example, and never yeah. really had an opportunity to, to sort of follow them and know about their minor league system and things like that. So um, long answer, but uh, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I you're yeah, I'm You're a long a, answer kind of guy. I you mean, are a long answer guy. I mean, that's why you work <laughs> in radio. You can talk forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I'm a, sometimes sometimes I, I take calls now on my post-game show on the uh, Padres radio network. Uh, and uh, sometimes I catch myself because somebody will ask me a question. And, like, I, I listen back. It's like I went on for, like, three minutes and, like, went around the question five times. You know, came back to the answer sort of. But, uh I got to get better at, at that. I, I got to get more succinct. All right. I'm going to ask you one quick yes. question. One yes. more. Who I, is there one guy from your Amarillo parentheses Padres affiliate days that you missed the most that you now get to see in San Diego? Um, You know, it, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting question because really. Because I'm making you pick favorites. Well, no, not even that, but <laughs> the, the, there would only be one option, I believe oh. now, and it would be Mackenzie Gore because oh. the, the team we had in 2019 in Amarillo, a lot of those players got traded away. A lot of the, the starting lineup got traded away in some of the deals that AJ Preller has made. So um, there are some players still at AAA El Paso that were on that 2019 Amarillo team, but I'm trying to think. Gore is one. Matthew Baden, who who came up a few weeks ago uh, from AAA, he was on the Sod Poodles opening day roster, but he only played like two games with Amarillo before going to AAA the rest of the year oh, wow. in 2019. So those are the, oh, well, now Michelle Baez, Adrian Morhone. So the list goes on and on and on. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to pick a favorite, but <laughs> my, my, uh, my point is, is that it's, it's, uh, there's not as much crossover as you would think because mm -hmm. of the grades that were made and some of the guys that are still at AAA. So it, it really, in reality, aside from a, a, a few guys, um, it's not the kind of situation where like I walked in the clubhouse and, you know, there were 15 former Amarillo Sod Poodles there um, just because of the trades and the way things have played out from that uh, 2019 Texas League championship winning yes. Sod Poodles team. A magical season in 2019. You guys did have a magical season down there. That looked like a lot of fun. We did. We did. So can I ask you a question, Susie? You want to? Yeah, you can ask me a question. Yes, I'm, I'm turning the tables. Whoa. So, <laughs> All right. So would you say... Would you say that the Amarillo Sod Poodles are your second favorite 
minor league team after the Yard Goats? Are the Yard Goats still number one? Oh, the Yard Goats, not only are the Yard Goats my favorite minor league team, they're my favorite team, like, in general, forever right. and ever. Right. Um, I think Everill has got to be my number two, though. I know yeah. some Reading Fighting Phil's people might be upset, but I don't think they're listening to my Rockies podcast, so I can say whatever I want. Um, yeah, I love the Sod Poodles. Great organization. So many great people. Such a great ballpark, too. Hodgetown yeah. is awesome. It's no Dunkin' Donuts Park, but it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a good place. It's a very good place. So uh, yeah. shout out to Amarillo. Shout out to Hodgetown for all the Yes, all, all the, the ever. All the Sod Poodles fans uh, tuned in. You, there might be some. There might be some Sod Poodles fans tuned in. I hope so. I hope so. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us where we can follow you on social media because I know you're big on that too. Yes, sir. Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Same thing on Instagram. TikTok, Sammy Levitt. So just add the uh, I-T-T to the Sammy Lev. And that's it. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Sam, so much. It's so funny the way he described how long-winded he is. I was like, you kind of remind me of Patrick sometimes because he he's also a long answer guy. So we reached that quota. I just did. I was on the radio this morning. It was a 20-minute hit. I think I let him ask me three questions. So I can't. I'm in the same boat. What can I say? I've got a lot to say, Susie. Brenton. Susie. Even more stuff has happened. It's so funny. I want to mention one thing before we get off the show. Okay. Because uh, Sam mentioned, he's like, oh, I'm sure, you know, lots of changes will happen minute by minute. And one of those changes while we were airing that interview, it looks like Joey Gallo maybe going to the Dodgers. So. Uh cool Ooh, dodgers got another player i will take well solace in joey, Stolo, joey gallo having a bad season and yankees fans not wanting him on their team but we know what's going to happen he's going to go to the dodgers he's going to rake and uh the rich get richer another day on planet earth Susie. Ugh. this got really negative um we're gonna end on a positive note so uh tomorrow we'll be back patrick will be back with us for a little bit at least so we'll get some updates on what is happening on the ground floor down there in san diego and i'm sure a lot more transactions will happen between now and tomorrow so we will talk to you tomorrow i am at the Susie hunter on all platforms i am at brendan Vo on just one platform twitter Sounds good. And you know what they say about podcast closing lines? I still haven't figured mine out. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>